Uh, I don't sound like you're having a good morning. That was kind of... Good morning. That's what I'm talking about. Act like you're happy that you got out of bed this morning, that you're not in the hospital or somewhere, you know. I want to thank Pastor Elijah for entrusting in me to be able to deliver the word to you this morning, uh, having a spiritual discernment. We've had conversations, and um, it's just truly a blessing. Now, I was ex- uh, expressing to him and ex- expressing to the last service that uh, we were going to a couple other churches. We uh, went to a church for a while, and something happened. And we started looking for another church home. And my, my, wife, my family who was here uh, the first service, we came here. And you guys made us feel so welcomed here. You know, it, this is a warm church. It's a, it's a friendly church. It's a family church. And it's a church I've been telling so many people about. So I want to thank you once again for uh, making me feel welcome here. And I'm looking forward to being here for years to come. Once again, my name is Carlos Millsap. And I once again want to thank the, the worship team for doing such a marvelous job for uh, uh, setting the atmosphere. Now, I'm going to tell you guys something. You know, my, my preaching background, I've been preaching now for about 20-something, about 27 years. And sometimes I get a little excited, so I'm going to need you to get a little excited with me too. Because I know God done something for you. And if you can't get excited for anything else, you got to be excited for what God has done for you. About seven years ago, I had a severe asthma attack. Severe. Busted my head, seven, seven staples. And... It was just from eating a cheese quesadilla. That's all. Cheese quesadilla. And my wife called, uh, did CPR on me, called 911, took me to the hospital. I woke up three days later. I was on life support. I had heart failure, kidney failure. When I left the hospital, I was on 17 different medications. You know I got something to be happy about, right? You do too. And it's okay to be excited and happy about it. So let us go to the, to, to the Lord in prayer right now. Father, we just come to you right now, Lord, thanking you first and foremost for allowing us to come into your sanctuary this morning to be able to learn more about you, to be able to touch you, to be able to commune with you so that we can get further instructions from, from you. Father, we need to hear from heaven today. We don't need to hear from me. We need to hear from you. So I know that every time that I get behind uh, or get just to deliver a sermon that it's for me as well. So, but Father, I'm praying that there's someone here today that your word is going to touch their lives and that they're going to leave here changed and be different from the time that they came here. So, Father, we ask right now in the precious name of Jesus, amen. The sermon text is going to be coming from Philippians 4, 10 through 14. Philippians 4, 10 to 14, and it reads as follows. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Verse 11, I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I, I have learned to be content. Whatever the circumstances, I know that what it is to be in need, I know what it is to have plenty, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, 
whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yes, it was good for you to share in my troubles. We're going to talk about this for a little bit. And before we get into the, into the message and get into the word, I, 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 for some of you guys may be old enough to remember, there was, in 1988, there was a song, there was a man named Bobby McFerrin. He had a song, Don't Worry, Be... All right, I, you guys are awake, good. Don't Worry, Be Happy. <clears throat> and I'm going to spare you guys, I'm going to spare your ears because I'm not, I'm not a good singer, I can't sing, so I'm just going to read the words. And, and you can feel... You can feel Feel free to uh, fill in the blanks. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry, be happy. In every life we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry, be happy. That was a great song back then. It was a feel-good song. There was a lot of things that was going on, but this song kind of made you smile because it felt good. It was, it was a catchy tune. It was a cool tune. And, he, and here's the thing about it. He only used his voice. He had no instruments, none of this. It was just his voice. And it was the first song. Yep, you're right. Fingers tapping. You're right. See, he remembers. Got somebody in here just at least my age. Fingers snapping and all that. And the thing about it, that was the first song that did not use instruments that became a number one hit. People liked it because it was fun. And it came out when people were stressed about money and about the problems of the world. But Bobby's song was like a clear voice and all that noise telling us, try being happy instead of worrying. His voice alone was calming and made us feel good. But here's the thing I want you to know. Just being happy is not always enough. It's not. The song's idea of happiness is what happens, what happens when something good happens? Happiness. When you think about the word happiness, what's the first six letters? Happen. Happiness is based on something happening. Something has to happen to make you happy. And guess what? Something happens to make you happy unhappy. But see, we're going we're gonna to take a look at this that, and, and, as we go along and see that doing that or thinking about that, we're, we're an emotional roller coaster. We get a phone call, yay, I'm happy. Get another phone call, oh man, I can't believe that. Get another phone call, we're up again, down again. Have you had those days where you're happy, then you're, you're sad, you're happy, you're sad. And that's, that's what happens when you're trying to chase Happiness, because happiness can be tricky to catch and even harder to keep. It's hard to keep happiness. Chasing after happiness can make us feel even more worried when we can't find it. It's elusive. And research tells us that one in three people are happy. That means two out of three people just ain't happy. Right? And since Bobby's song came out, the world has changed a lot, hasn't it? Do anybody here remember when we didn't have computers or didn't have cell phones, didn't have social media, wasn't talking about climate change? 
The world has changed. So we have a lot more to worry about. And the Bible says, there's a Bible verse that says, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? And that's in Matthew 6, 27. It's like saying worrying won't make us live longer. It won't. In fact, studies show that too much worrying might make us live shorter lives because it's not good for our heart or our brain. So let's take a moment to consider the Apostle Paul. Now, if anyone ever had a laundry list of reasons to worry, it was him. He had a lot to worry about. His dear friends in Philippi were at odds, and, and, and he couldn't be there to ease the tension. Disagreements were causing a rift in the church, and, and to make matters more challenging, he was also dealing with conflicts amongst um, believers in Rome. On top of all that, he was facing the very real possibility of his own demise. Paul had every reason to be consumed by worry, but he wasn't. Instead, he shared with us a blueprint for, other, for overcoming worry. Anybody want to know that blueprint to, to overcome worry? I do. So what exactly is worrying? In the original Greek text, the term uh, worry is used with the word anxious, and it suggests being pulled in various directions. Our aspirations tug us one way, our fears tug us another way, and we felt stretched thin. The old English origins of the word worry even imply being choked or strangled. Now, those who've experienced worry know it can feel like a vice grip on your life. It, it paralyzes you. It, it, it keeps you from moving. And here's the thing. It's not just mental. It's physical. It attacks your body. It leads to symptoms like headaches, neck pain, ulcers, back issues. Worry can cloud your judgment, disrupt our digestion, throw our balance off. So looking at it spiritually, worry is a misalignment of our thoughts and emotions with the reality of, of our circumstances, people and things around us. It's a notorious thief of joy, but it's not enough to simply tell ourselves to stop worrying. That don't work. Have you tried it? I'm not going to worry about it. Oh, man, I'm still worried about it. Right? That won't apprehend a culprit. Worry is an internal battle, and overcome it requires, overcoming it requires more than just positive thinking. See, the remedy is a mind fortified by peace, and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, and that's Philippians 4, 7. With the mind secured by divine peace, we find the peace of God stands Watch over us, and God of peace directs our steps, which with great defense, worry loses its grips. Now, to, stay, to, to, to attain this state of worry-free mind, we must adhere to the principles God has established. It's a journey of faith and trust, aligning our hearts and minds with the truth of God's Word and His promises. So while Don't Worry, Be Happy is a good song, catchy, you know, make you feel good, all that stuff. We have to remember that real joy comes from more than just waiting 
for good things to happen. It comes from finding peace inside, no matter what's going on outside. Because what's going on inside should affect what's going on outside instead of what's going on outside affecting what's going on inside. I hope you guys caught that. Because a lot of times we let what's going on out in the world affect us. When you should be affecting everybody around you, all the people around you, based upon what's going on inside you. I know I'm preaching to myself, but I'm, I'm, I'm learning something here. Philippians 4, 10 to 14 is part of a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Philippi, which is a city in Macedonia, a region of the North, northern Greek peninsula. This letter, known as the Epistle to the Philippians, is one of Paul's prison epistles, so-called because they were written by Paul while he was in prison, likely in Rome. Now, the context of Philippians 4, 10 to 14 is one of gratitude and instruction. Paul is thanking the Philippians for their support while also conveying a powerful message about the secret, the secret, anytime you hear the word secret, you should be like, what, what, what secret? Of contentment in every situation. Wouldn't you like to be able to, no matter what's going on, be content? And we're going we're gonna to talk about that word as well. See, Paul starts his section by expressing joy in the Lord because the Philippians have renewed their concern for him. And it's clear that there had been a time when they had not been able to show their concern, not due to lack of care, but perhaps due to lack of opportunity. So in verses 11 to 14, Paul speaks about contentment. And the Amplified Bible describes being content as satisfied to the point where you are not disturbed or disquieted. It doesn't say satisfied to the point where you don't want change. We're not talking about complacency. And that's where people mis uh, get a misunderstanding about the word content. We're not saying be complacent. We're not telling you be satisfied. But listen, here's what we're saying. Be satisfied for now until God brings the change. You understand what I'm saying? No matter what's going on, you have to be satisfied until God brings the change. You know, you may, may have lost a job. You may be trying to get jobs. You can't find that job. God will provide. And that's where your mindset has to be. See, you have to let God set the temperature as far as your life is concerned and be comfortable wherever he, wherever he have the temperature on. Be comfortable there no matter what's going on in your life. I know it's easier said than done, but it can be done. See, Paul is clearly clarifying that he, is, he has learned to be content regardless of his circumstances. He talks about knowing what it is to be in need and what it is to have plenty. He has learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, that's not, you know, that's a very unused, I mean, excuse me, uh, overused or used improperly scripture. But what he's trying to get us to understand here is that the secret to being content, the secret to not worrying is focusing on Jesus Christ. Not on your, not on your circumstances, not on your situation. We all remember the story about Jesus walking on water, right? He was walking on water. And 
and, he, and uh, Peter saw him and said, hey, hey you, if you tell me to come, I'll come. So Peter what, walked, got out the boat, right? Remember that? I, I hope, did I put you guys to sleep? Okay, I'm just making sure, okay. So he, he got out the boat, and he started walking on water. Man, I wish I would have been there to see that. But listen, what happened? What happened, what happened when he took his eyes off Jesus? He went down on the water. What happens to us when we take our eyes off Jesus? I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what your situation or your circumstance is. Guess what? When you take your eyes off of him, you're going to sink. You're going to worry. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to be stressed. You're going to be mad. You're going to be angry. You're going to hate people around you. You're going to want nobody to talk to you because you took your eyes off of him. You got, that's where your focus has to be. It, it don't have to be everything that's going on in the world. Things are always going to go wrong. Always. That's, did I say always? Always going to go wrong. But he makes things better. That's where we have to keep our focus. He talks about knowing what it is to need and want and to have plenty. He learned, learned the secret. You understand what I'm saying? Learned? He learned it. It wasn't just given to him. And, and, and we have to get to the point where we learn. And we have to learn to, to, to love Jesus on a daily basis. When you get up, you have to place your focus on him every day. But, but life, we get busy. You know, we want to rush out the house. You know, and then something comes up and, and we get mad about it. And we, we get that phone call. But you have to learn and say, you know what? I'm giving this to God. I'm giving this to you. You just pass things through. The sermon title is, Don't Worry, Be Content. So let's talk about something important today. How to let go of our worries and find real contentment and peace. You see, we, have, we all have things that keep us up at night. What keep me up at night don't keep you up at night. Things that we wish that we could fix or control. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's health. Or just the future. These worries can make us miss out on the good stuff. These worries can make us miss out on living a good life. These worries can make us miss out on enjoying our spouse. These worries can make us miss out on enjoying our kids. These Worries can make us miss out on our, uh, enjoying our job. These worries can make us miss out on, on enjoying school. These worries can make us miss out in just praising God because our focus is in the wrong place. So let us get down to it and figure out how to leave these worries behind and grow stronger in our, in our beliefs. We're going to look at, at simple everyday ways to help us feel more settled and less stressed. I don't know if you guys want to feel less stressed. I know I do. Think about what's been bugging you lately. I want you to think about that and keep that in the, the forefront of your mind, and let's tackle it together. Are you, are you ready to feel better and enjoy life more? I heard two people. Everybody else just want to just stay where you are? Come on now. Let's go. Let's do this. So we're going to talk about prayerful petition, peaceful protection, positive perspective, Persistent practice and provisional praise is outlined in your book, in your uh, bulletin. So prayerful peti petition. 
prayerful petition. Here's what we have to do. You got this situation that's bugging you, bothering you. You don't have to deal with that. You can release this through a request. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Whoo! Man, our kids know that so well. Children, don't, they, don't, they don't care. Mommy, daddy, I don't care whether they're little or big. They go to mommy and daddy to take care of situations, right? Right? I, right? I'm hearing from this side. Let's go, right? Okay, great. You guys are with me. Now, listen, the Bible talks to us about being like children, right? So guess what we're supposed to do? Daddy, Abba, Father, I got this problem. Pass it on. Release that problem. You don't have to deal with it. Thanksgiving and throws or struggles. Give thanks all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ. Is give thanks in everything. I don't care what's going through. You know, I almost died seven years ago, but I give God thanks because it renewed my love for him. It renewed my, renewed my passion for him because I knew he had me. I didn't even know I was in the world anymore. I got pictures to show tubes and, and, and uh, all these machines and all these people talking about they came and saw me. I didn't know. I had no clue. But God kept me for a reason. And I give thanks for that situation. I'm very thankful. Communion over concern. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. You have a concern, go spend some time with him. And guess what? He's going to take those concerns, those worries away from you. At last service, I was telling people that there was a gentleman that I know, he said he was talking about that he had built this fire in his fireplace, had the wood in there, and the fire had been burning for a while. So he had this poker, and he he needed to move the logs around a little bit to make sure the fire just keep on going. And so he got a phone call, so he went and took the phone call and left the poker in the fire. Came back a long time after that. Not only was the fire... The poker in the fire, but the fire was in the poker. The reason why I'm telling you that is that you have to spend time in the Lord, spend time with God so that God can be in you. You just can't pick him up on Sunday. You just can't pick him up on Wednesday. You got to, you got to, you got to be equipped every single day, all day long, because something is coming for you. And you know what? Here's the thing. You know, like uh, some people can't wait to get out here to go watch football. But see, here's the thing about football. Here's the thing about football. The, the teams study each other's plays and their schemes. They got playbooks. They know every, the, every tendency that these guys are going to do. They, they know when they get in this formation, they're going to run this thing. When they get in that formation, they're going to run this play. They know it. They know it well. Guess what? Satan knows everything about you. Why do you think the same old thing keep on making you mad? He knows. <laughs> he got your number. He got my number too. You let somebody cut me off on the freeway or cut me off on them Mary Mason Boulevard. Boy, he got my number, and it happens so often. And there's a particular car that I'm not going to say because I don't want to offend anybody, but it seems like that car just haunts me. No matter where I go, I could be on my electric bike, and here comes that car. I'm like, whoo, man, Lord, please help me. 
Now, here's the thing I've learned. Now, this is good. This is good. Here's the thing I learned. Not to worry about the things I can pray about. I hope somebody catch that. Not to worry about the things I can pray about. What can I pray about? <laughs> Everything. That right there should make you feel good. That no matter what's going on, I can pray about it. Something goes bad, pray about it. Something goes good, pray about it. And just leave it there. A lot of times what we do is we pray to God, God, I need you to do this and this and that, and then we take it back from here and start worrying about it. Just, when you give it to him, just give it to him. Don't take it back. Peaceful protection. Understanding boundaries. Okay, look, Proverbs 3, 5, we, everybody knows that scripture. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. See, here's the thing about our understanding. Our understanding has boundaries. It's, it has limits. Because we don't know everything. We don't know everything that God knows. His ways are not our ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. What we have to do is trust in the Lord with some of our heart, all of our heart. What about just the heart, that part of the heart we want to give him? And, and then we have to what? Not lean not on our own understanding. That's the problem. Proverbs 4.23, guarding heart and mind. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Isaiah 26 and 3, Christ-centered calm. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Now we're going to look at positive perspective. Mental filtering. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Philippians 4.8. Part of our problem is we think about the wrong things. We think about negative things way too much, and it weighs us down. Have you ever thought about something way too much, and it just occupied space in your head for free? I, one time, like I was telling people, there was this song that I hated the song. And, and I, I, hate, I don't like to use the word hate, but I hated this song. I didn't like the song. I didn't like the, uh, the singer. But somehow, this song had free rent in my head, and it made me mad because I could not get that song out of my head because I had heard it once, and then I started thinking about that song, and it was just repeating over and over. Remember back in the... Some of us remember this. There used to be this thing called Wax. It was an album, and we used to have this needle we used to put on it, and then if it had like a little nick in it, it would play over and over and keep on skipping. That's how this song was playing over and over in my head, and I couldn't get, out. I couldn't get rid of it. So what I've learned is mental filtering. We have to put in our mind what we want to think about. You know you can do that? Who has control of what you think about? You do. You do. And guess what? You can think about, whew, you can think about whatever you want to think about. You can be creative. You can be happy. You can be sad. But you have control over your mind. You control what you put in your mind. Nobody else. That's good right there. Think about it. Daily discipline, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to whom, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. That's 2 Peter 3 and 18. Joy in the journey. Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you...
of, of many kinds. Now, here's the thing. Joy and happiness are not the same thing. Happiness is what based on something happening, right? Joy is based on someone. Jesus. Him. That's where our focus is. Is on him. No matter what, we can have joy in him. Okay? That's the difference. You can have joy and not be happy. So, so far we talked about prayerful petition, peaceful protection, positive perspective, persistent practice. Now let's finish with Provisional praise. Provisional praise. We talk about situational supremacy. See, I'm not saying this is Philippians 4.11. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Here's what I want you to know. Own the situation. Don't let it on you. No matter what happens, don't let it control whether you're going to be happy or sad. Don't. Own it. Be content. God got me. Sometimes you got to say, you know what? <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you something. Here's the thing. Sometimes I can be so in tuned, uh, and I can see when, when the enemy is trying to attack me, sometimes I just laugh. <laughs> I see you, man. I see you. I see what you're trying to do. That's all right. I own that situation because I said, I got him. He gave, he made me discern what's really going on here. And that's where you got to be is that, you, you know, you got to understand Satan has known you ever since you were born. He knows everything about you. And he, the Bible tells us that he's developed schemes against you. Read it for yourself. A scheme against you. And so you have to know yourself. And if you know yourself, we, we can't do it on our own. The Bible tells us where we're weak, he's strong, right? So that's what we got to pass it on to him. Okay, so strengthen the Savior. Isaiah 40 and 31, we know this scripture, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Man, we got to renew our The Lord... Those who hope in the Lord, those who hope in the Lord, those who hope in the, not those who hope in the government, not those who hope in their job, not those who hope in their uh, bank account, not those who hope in their, into their credit score, not those who hope in their uh, Social Security, not those who hope in their equity, those who hope in what? The Lord. So what should be or who should be our focus? Oh, I think two people, no, three, it was three people that time. Who should be our focus? Oh, my God, you guys got it. Woo, man. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Now, eternal emphasis. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. That's Colossians 3 and 2. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. You have to look past your troubles, past your situation, Pass your circumstances and see the Savior. You got to look over that. And when we talk about eagles, here's what, what people understand about eagles. When, 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 a, when a small bird is, is, is chasing, you seen, have you seen uh, uh, birds, how they uh, chase bigger, bigger birds, little birds? What does the bigger bird do like an eagle? What does he do? He just keeps on soaring higher, right? He goes higher until he can, they just drop off. 
That's what we have to do with our problems. Just keep on soaring higher. We go to him. Just keep on going higher when those problems, when those problems come your way. Now, here's the thing. When financial instability happens, don't worry. Be content. Remember, our security is not in, in wealth, but in our provider who meets our needs in Christ Jesus. When we face health challenges, don't worry. Be content. Our bodies may be frail, but in prayer, we find a God who heals and comforts beyond human understanding. When job loss is apparent, don't worry. Be content. God can provide. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. When relationships don't go right, don't worry. Be content. We are called to love, forgive, and find our unshakable relationship in God who never leaves us nor forsakes us. When the future seems uncertain, don't worry. Be content. We walk by faith and not by sight, trusting that our steps are ordered by the Lord. When personal failures weighs us down, don't worry. Be content. Our failures are not final. That's good right there. Our failures are not final. It's just a delay. They are refined in the grace of God who works all things for our good. In prayerful petition, we lay our burdens at his feet for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Through peaceful protection, we guard our hearts with the peace of God that passes all understanding. We maintain a positive perspective by focusing on whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Our persistent practice in following Christ's example teaches us to persevere in faith and not in our strength, but his. And provisional praise, we rejoice in the Lord always, knowing that he is sovereign and his mercy endures forever. Now I want to leave you with, with this. Don't worry. Be content. Now contentment I hope you get this if you can get anything else. Contentment is not found in the absence of trouble, but in the presence of Jesus. In Philippians 4, 10 through 14, we are reminded that our strength and our peace come from the Lord, not our circumstances. Through prayer, gratitude, protecting our inner peace, cultivating a positive outlook, discipline spiritual growth, in constant praise, we can navigate life's worries with a heart of contentment. Let this be a compass that guides us through life's storms, pointing us to divine serenity in the embrace of our Savior. Let us pray. Father.